kingdom of loathing. Hey everybody, it's Thursday night. It's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Chris. Hi Chris, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. Chris, C.D. Moyer Moyer, is in town, uh, partly for GDC, but you're not really going to GDC, and partly to help us uh, get get stuff ready for our next video game, To Be Announced of Loathing. It's <laughs> a pretty good title. Yeah, real fun. Anyway, we figured we would do a quick uh, KOL podcast while Chris was here, uh, so Chris, shall we get right to it? Sure. Do you have some questions from our eager listeners i do uh this one is from february 20th 420 dude of this year yeah wow yeah these are all from fairly i don't know mid to late well okay here's one from february of last year but anyway uh, I'll, I'll say when these are from because that's hilarious uh, a14 wrote which made more money the horsery or reckoning at gun manor uh, i just looked into that and right now they're about equivalent but wow. I think we have, I mean, we've sold every horsery that we're going to sell because that uh, uh, is not for sale anymore. And I don't, I, I think that we will probably sell five times as many more I mean, DLCs if it's close over, over the years. And you can't buy the DLC on the Switch yet. I suspect That's true. You that can't buy it the will DLC way yet. crush the horsery. That said, uh, the horsery was probably like three days of work. And the DLC was like a year of work. 16 for, years for of people. effort. Yeah. You know, it's not like they took the entire year, but, uh, huh. Weird. I had a question that somehow got vanished on here. Zach is using the iPad. He's touching it. Uh, in February of last year, uh, Anjin wrote, Evening, guys. Thank you for the amazing game. I joined in on the fun a couple years ago and have loved exploring this massive world you've made. I've been trying to get as many trophies as I can, so I was wondering, what are your views on reviving defunct trophies, i.e. jewelry crafting and a little bit evil from the old Nemesis quest? I think the idea for the Nemesis quest one was that eventually we were going to do the next stage of the Nemesis quest, which and is include it, or like a new some, way to get it. some kind of castle. Is it? I don't remember. There, I remember seeing a word that Riff had used to describe it. And I think he like <laughs> kind of wrote down what it was going to be, but I don't know that any of the actual like design has been. Yeah. Done. But there was going to be another step between whatever is there now and however it ends. I get confused with that and the Fernsworthy stuff. Yeah. Fernsworthy? Fernsworthy? Yeah. Uh, what, just, but what do you think about those old trophies? I would like to make them available. Uh, like, I would like to, I, I've been saying for a long time that I want to get rid of the Ascension trophy and make it a, just an item yeah. to, to give to people and then make it so all of the I think the vast majority of people that would be upset that other people could get a trophy that they got 10 years ago are, are probably, probably not, gone. not around anymore, yeah. So it'd be better to be friendly to new people. Yeah, but I just, it's one of those things that like feels, you know. It's, it's also one of those systems where you at one point had a big idea about changing it, so we didn't make any little changes. Did I? You were like talking about like it would tell oh, you how to get yeah, everything. That's and actually a good point. They'd uh, all be, yeah, yeah, but we probably aren't going to do we that. We probably aren't going to do that. So we should just look to evaluate. What we should do ones. is we should make another, we should add Chivos. Yeah. And we should call them Chivos <laughs> and replace all the trophies with Chivos. Um, just Eyes writes. Given the recent news and harrowing details about Scott Bayo's conduct in the past, I thought it might be relevant to have a conversation about how KOL could or should be shaped by current events. Does KOL have an obligation to make changes to its content based on current events and in the wake of these kinds of revelations? I think if the Beowulf was 
meaningfully like about Scott Bayo in any way. It might be different, but it's his name. Yeah, it's just like his name, and like maybe the attack messages are some references. How to, recent is this? To and Charles what's and George. The recent news. I don't remember. It was probably from 2018. He's probably a sexual monster. Probably, yeah. I mean, I d- don't know, but I was probably never going to give Scott Bayo any money <laughs> anyway. Is and anything like, is anything from our childhood good anymore? Probably not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he's literally a monster in the game, if someone said to me, like every once in a while, I will just kind of silently get rid of stuff if people point out to me that it bothers them. I mean, I feel I, like 2019. Zach, if someone was like, you know, the Beowulf bothers me because I was a child actor, you'd be like, whatever. Okay, let's just change it. Yeah, Whereas gone. like yeah, 2009, hilarious. Zach would be like, oppressed by the man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you move to San Francisco. <laughs> you get just woke enough to refer to yourself as woke and not realize that that's actually cultural appropriation. <laughs> um Bozbert says, is IOTM.php a thing of the past now? Yeah. Uh, it was so stressful to make. Nobody ever, like, it, it was like almost always a thing where even when it was somebody else's job to make the item of the month, I was the one that had to end up making that, and I hated doing it. Yeah. And I don't think it accomplished anything. It was just, it it came we from made like it too hard. When I was when I was dating that woman who worked at Facebook, and she was like trying to get us to do stuff the way that modern tech companies do them, except that it was kind of this constant source of friction because nothing about us is anything like Designed the companies that are like doing share that and subscribe. kind of stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you got to have a landing page. And like, what the fuck is a landing page? And like, itemofthemonth.php was a landing page. And like, she kept, like, one of the, one of the big things that was, that was really frustrating about it was like, she was like, you, you need something that people can go to that tells them what the game is. So they know whether they want to play it or not. And like, I just fundamentally don't think that that's how games work. Really? I mean, the homepage. I mean, we already, ha- we have a, what is KOL page? Yeah, but that didn't count for some reason. I like, that's not landing page enough. Yeah, I don't. And I just, well, never, you need a, never really a hero image. That's a third of the page at the top with some smiling people playing the game. Yeah. A hero image. Yeah. I only started hearing the phrase hero image in the last like six months or so. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard it used to describe the space train from the, like the, I, it, to me, that's key art. I think that's out of date now, even though you don't even do, you don't use those cool people playing KOL. You have some hand drawn. I mean, I think we're ahead of the game. Everybody like MailChimp redesigned everything with like hand drawn sketches instead of, mm-hmm. instead of, um, like Stock weird photos. S- SVG or SVG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Animals. Like wiggles and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. And I learned key art from being around them when they were making Firewatch. It was like the tower with the mountains was the Firewatch key art, huh. which, I, you know, I don't know. So I guess uh, the beer and gun guy is West of Loathing's hero image, even though he's not the hero of it. The hero of it is you. The sword of oh, God. The guy you want to hear the most image? fucking 2019 Zach thing is the the sword and Mar- the equivalent of the sword and martini guy for the next game. Going to be a lady. Wow. I know. How's that for representation? If, if Take this... that, you cucks. <laughs> Wait. 
Hold yeah, on. no, that was the wrong. I, <laughs> if the sword of martini had guy had been a woman, would it be the sword just the sword martini gal? I guess sword Is martini gal the equivalent of lady? guy. I don't know. I think I'd probably say lady. What about the West? Do you ever refer to that? No. Beer and gun guy? No. Beer and we ne- gun? We just never did. I mean, I don't think we, like the sword and martini guy didn't have a name or be referred to as the sword and martini guy like for, until a few years in when it, somebody was like, what do you call that thing? Like, um. I call it the next avatar path. All you can do is yeah. you have one sword and one martini. <laughs> one sword and one martini. But yeah. you're playing that. You're yeah. Once you drink the martini, element of the it's game. over. Yeah. <laughs> and. Once you start hitting monsters that you don't even have stats, you just or have anything. to wait 10, 11. Yeah. If you don't finish the run in forty turns, you wait eleven days and reset. <laughs> reset it. Yep. Um, let's see. Cyan two twenty says, "I decided that I wanted to start making the sea a part of my ascension cycle. I've never done the sea before and was hoping to buy some sushi to help out. Why can sushi not be sold in the mall? I will be delighted by a joke answer, but would appreciate a thoughtful, real answer." So uh, I wanted that to be. A system akin to what we wanted to do with the Heradric Pizza Cube. Uh, just that there's a bunch of different ingredients that you can put on it depending on what you're trying to get out of it. You know? Uh-oh. it's like, because Is it all consumed as you build it? It's consumed as you build it, yeah. So it's like, it, it's there are probably only hundreds of combinations, but there are hundreds of combinations made out of like a dozen items, and I right. like that. Uh, you know, because it's like, well, okay, what do I have left at the end of the day? Like, can I make something out of it or should I go buy a sea salt in the mall to top it with or or whatever? I don't know that in reality that's. Also, the tempura lobby has given a lot of money to the council. And so that's the only carryable uh, fish that you're supposed to be able to eat in the kingdom. Yeah. It's that you can't hold on to sushi. Like. That is, I mean, that is actually the joke answer is that like you, you don't have chopsticks, yeah, so you can't is, hold it. When is the last time you or anyone else got like ate leftover sushi? Like I've picked it up from the grocery store and brought yeah, it home. Yeah, but it's not left. Like you don't get sushi, take it home and eat it the next day. Yeah. Or that's weeks just not, later. Yeah. Uh, Penitence says, what changes would you like to be made for the Island War rework? When would the Island War rework be likely to occur? So the problem is, so we spent a lot of time thinking about it, whether KOL holds up to a Marxist reading. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, it, yeah, right, because it's basically, the war currently is beat up some hippies because they care yeah, about the earth. Yeah, because they're, they like organic food. Or beat up these other guys because they want to get an education. No, I think, it, I mean, we, they're like cheating on to, I mean, so, I mean, like, I feel like it used to be like beat up the hippies because they're hippies, beat up the frat boys because they're like bullying rapists. But then like we slowly eased off on the rape jokes. Yeah. Like, you know. Like humans. Only, only like 10 years more slowly than we should have, but still. And the kind of gay jokes, too. Like, mm. there's still a fucking item in Kingdom of Loathing, the video game, that the frat boy enemies drop that's the homoerotic frat paddle. And that's the only joke about it. Haha, frat boys, it's like they're gay. What the f- Like, god damn it. This is why I just, like, I don't want to go back to any of this stuff. What like, is the joke even that they're... That, that they spank each other yeah, with it? Yeah, like the, the whole reason that like the bullying jocks are so obsessed with like paddling is because they're secretly gay. Like, lol. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> like, and that's why I just don't want to like, 
I don't want to go revisit like, ah, what does it mean to have a war between, because I didn't think about what does it mean to have a war between the frat boys and the hippies. And it's still like, it's just the council making you do all this trash that doesn't make any sense. And is like basically making you a sort of a bad actor on the part of an untrustworthy government. Well, that's like, that's, I feel like that discussion we just had, right? You you just, there's no reading of KOL that is cohesive enough for you to really say that we're trying to say anything with that content. You have to take it piecemeal and look at it through a lens. But that's the thing. Even piecemeal, it's like, I don't think that I would do, like, in 2003, it was like, hey, what if instead of fighting goblins or in addition to fighting goblins, you also fought hippies and hobos? And it's like, an enemy in KOL is not in any meaningful way, like, a thing that you are opposed to. Right. And or really fighting and or killing. It's just like, eh, okay. Well, the comment that made us even think about this, right? Right. Because it was a, if you take the frat war and you take the, like, the, um, the monorail building where you're fighting unionized labor or whatever. Yeah. That like protesters and labor unionizers yeah. are so frequently painted as enemies in the game. But is that, but there's also the man and. Yeah. The mob. Are there like businessmen that you fight? Yeah, I mean, there's like not the goblin accountants and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, like there's, you know. And the, the council wants you to kill everyone. Yeah. it. But the point is, I don't want to write a bunch of stuff where you're fighting hippies, really. Right? I, so whatever is going to happen. So I, what I kind of, my broad idea for the island revamp is... Both the hippie camp and the frat house just become quest hubs in the pre-war island, and they just send you to do stuff, and you can, like, get a room to stay in at one of them, and those stay there across ascensions. And then when the war starts, it's not because you've—and that's the thing, like, all of the original just, like, hippie enemies just aren't there anymore, Right. It isn't until they mobilize for war or you like go through what right. the portal into the future. Also that you can freely move back and forth between before the war and after the war or after the war started so that you can do their quests to make the fights more effective. And then the battlefield is probably just the battlefield. But the quests you can start doing as soon as you get there, like when you go to the junk sprite quest to unlock access to the island. You can prep all of those throughout your run so that then once you've done them all and picked aside you know, to whose quests to do, then you go when the level 12 quest starts, all you have to do is go polish off the battlefield. Um, so it's not, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Like all of the content rewriting is just you helping the hippies with stuff. And it's fine if it's like, Hey, would you go, you know, fight the worms that are destroying our orchard because we refuse to use pesticide. That's right. fine. That's still fine. You know? And I mean, how long, I mean, there's a lot of content, but what are there? 40 monsters, 60 monsters. Like, how long have you was like, Riff, rewrite all the hippies so that the jokes aren't offensive in 2019? That's, I don't actually want to do that though, yeah. right? Like, because I don't, there's too much shit to ever embark on a project of trying to go through and modernize everything. And also, that's not the right thing to do because I don't also, know. I'm sure that there's like 20 lines you could change and get rid of the homoerotic frat battle. Well, just make it the fret paddle. Right. Sure. I mean, I could look at the things that specifically bother me and actually do it like once I once I'm in there. Right. But I'm saying like there's too much stuff to actually take on the project of revising it, because once it's like if somebody tells me that something bothers them. 
and it seems fair enough, it, like if their complaint seems fair enough, then I'm just going to change it, right? But if nobody ever says anything about right. it, then I have to imagine that it is probably not upsetting anyone, and so it's fine How, uh, to leave it. Also, here's what I would do if I was embarking on a project of replacing all that stuff. I would also get rid of a bunch of the jokes that I don't think are funny enough anymore, even if they're not offensive to anybody. And then that is actually like just probably destroying stuff that people like just because I'm over myself. Yeah. And I just don't want that. Yeah. I feel like that was the biggest complaint of the um, pirate stuff was losing the abridged dictionary. It's a pretty good joke. It was. I mean... Here's the thing, though, like th- it's still there in your mind. It's still there. <laughs> you can in the still laugh wiki, about it. You know, yeah. Like yeah, but the, new the, players will never get to do that and learn the true humor. Well, but th- I bet they'll hear about it because the old players never shut the fuck up about how it used to be like that. So everyone still gets to hear that joke. Um, That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly like. If each of the hippie and frat like quest hubs was like half a charter's worth of content, I could do the revamp in like two weeks if that's all I was doing. It's just a matter of like, it feels more, it feels like it needs to be approached more thoughtfully. Yeah. The last time I tried to add content to the base game and I did like the Madness Bakery and the Vacant Lot and stuff, I was like, I'll, I'll crank these out. out. I kind of know what they are. I'll crank them all out in a couple days each. And then it took like three months. And it wasn't really like every day I was working on it for three months. It was just like I would get to a thing and it's like, well, I don't really have a satisfying idea for this. And there's no time pressure. So I'm just never going to. F- right. It just takes forever to finish it. Um. Marlon Shakespeare says, do you ever think of handing the reins off to somebody else? I've enjoyed every minute I've played KOL for the past five years, but the game curation has definitely declined, especially since West of Loathing came out. Just look at how often podcasts are made now. Hey, totally understandable. It's amazing you've kept it this fresh so far into KOL's existence, but maybe there's other people out there ready to bring new ideas and excitement to the game. So it would be so hard for a new person to come in and be able to take over the job or to even work. Yeah, like even doing a ba- like the like decade and a half of s- sort of institutional knowledge and just muscle memory for all of the like specialized task bullshit that has to happen to get even a simple thing into the game is like I don't know, you know. I do wonder I think I don't think there's a any any short medium term way that like you or I would not uh, have to be involved. Yeah. I mean, you're I don't think there's any way where you could not be involved as far as the art, but that generally things, a lot of things get done where it's just you get a list of things to make art for. Yeah. I do think there might be a world where like I said, some someone who's essentially a game designer, like just that was their title would come in and hand hand me a design doc, ask Riff to write some dialogue. Is that especially dialogue, would you say? That's... And then hand you some art to write, which is but, sort of how we do the items of the month. Right, but, like, that's not... That's just getting me out of the equation, and I don't know that even I want that right right i mean it depends like if i'm if i get to be stressed out because of the schedule of working on the next like mainline swole engine game uh 
then I'll be bummed if I'm like, fuck, I got to do crimbo and it sucks. But like generally I've just kind of incorporated KOL at the current level of commitment into my life where I also have this entire other job. Right. And I also feel like I have a way healthier. The lack of time spent on KOL, I think is less a factor of other work projects taking precedence and more a factor of me just being older and tireder and having more limited bandwidth. Working like eight hours in a day. Yeah, working like eight hours in a day and then going home and having an evening and, you know, like actually dedicating the time to like romantic relationships that they deserve and need if they're going to be functional and shit like that. And And it's like, I don't need... You know, I don't know, like there was a period of time where I used to kind of think like, you know, I wish that I I, there's a part of me that wishes that KOL would just stop making money so we could just stop doing it. (laughs) But it's not like it's not that much of a drag anymore. And like if somebody else came in and like, all right, I got a million ideas for shit to do, then that just makes a bunch more work for me and for everybody else. I mean, (laughs) If it would have to be someone who could be like, well, maybe it would probably have to be someone that could be Riff and Kevin, right? Do the design of stuff, balance and the it, writing, and the writing, yeah. And then we'd say, Zach, do you think this is stupid? Can you draw some art for it? Yeah, but I don't. I mean, we'd have to hire somebody that wasn't going to do something that I thought was right. stupid. Yeah, you know, that's the and and the quite right. And then there, so and then you'd and then and then you'd implement it, and yeah. I would draw it. Yeah, because that, that's the other thing is I don't want riff to have to write like if if we could if we could make it so me and kevin and riff didn't have to work on kol then that actually would take a lot of the pressure off even just kevin because it's kevin and riff Eh, i think i feel like you use up some of your creative juice well it's i it i think a different fountain of creative juice sometimes yes and sometimes no you know it's never like I use up, I get, I, oh, I used this idea in KOL, so I can't use it in West of Loading because I just would. I would just, right. I would just make but the same it's, it's joke. It's more twice like you're at the bar and you're thinking about like content what, yeah, for like what's spinning now. Something else of Loathing instead of yeah. Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. if it freed up Kevin and Riff, 90% of their, yeah, I mean, not to say Kevin's a bottleneck, but <laughs> no. We just need two of him. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> Gaussi says in light of the changes to adventure gaining spleen items both recently and as a general trend would you possibly go into more detail over the reason from a game design perspective I can understand deciding you no longer want turn generation to work that way but you must have a pretty concrete idea to spend the time to retcon it into existing items thanks for the game you guys rock I mean well, just there was power creep for so many years yeah. and there's just almost nothing that we can do to Right. You, you got to the point you could play so many turns in a day, so that was an easy thing to at least grab onto and say, hey, this wasn't intended this way originally as a third stomach, right? And It just became that way because it was always a way that we could make a desire, make a spleen item desirable. Right, which sort of let us off the hook. Yeah. Right, when we stopped doing that, um, like the jellyfish stuff, we had to think, like, what are some... I feel like that's the first time some new mechanics we added in, like, a year or two, because it was like, what can we do for that's worth a spleen... Yeah. And that was even before all the turn giving stuff was out of contention. So, I mean, I honestly think it forced us to be more creative with the spleen stuff, create some novel, novel things that were worth at that point giving up a turn or two. 
and just cut back on how many turns people could have. Yeah, and like we just like it feels like no matter what we do, we can never slow ascensions down. It's just like no matter how restrictive we try to make a path, it just ends up being like, well, the first two-day hardcore happened the day after the path rolled. It's like, god damn it. Yeah, there's just there's so much stuff you can do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think I mean, I think we just also need to be cognizant in new content to keep adding those interesting spleen items. Yeah. Captain Action says, please never implement a spectral pickle Rick familiar. See, that is just the kind of, like, I don't think that we would ever do any significant, like, this is just a thing from Rick and Morty content. I like Rick and Morty, but I at least have the idea that their fan base is terrible, so I don't want to pander (laughs) to that. And also, like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we talk about this sometimes where, like, I still write some of that. Like, I still like the, like the, what the heck was that thing with the Star Trek thing? That was pretty close to a straight up A straight parody. parody. Yeah. We just do way less of it. I mean, that was, that was kind of more of a Scully thing. And I, I don't know, which is not to say that I never did it, but I mean, I kind of just did like a straight Batman parody, but yeah. That was more. There's more to it than the joke is. Right. Yeah. The joke is like, this is a thing from that, except I've changed each of the words to a synonym for yeah. the word. I, I mean, guess not, And not that it was like that facile when Scully did it a lot of the time, but it's, it's just like, I don't know, as like tastes evolve. But that, but that familiar all by itself, I think is the, that is too small of a little thing. That's too obviously just taken out that I don't think we would yeah. do that. Terrible pun, we would do that. Yep. Count D writes, Hey guys, have you considered doing segments of the KOL podcast other than answering questions? Some of my favorite episodes of Mark Rosewater's Drive to Work podcast are the ones where he talks about interesting development stories. It'd be really cool to hear stories about things like 2005's Grey Plague or early KOL cons. In the latest episode, you mentioned a shortage of questions, and I thought that would be a cool way to add more of that delicious podcast content. Yeah, I mean, I would not be averse to just sitting down with a topic yeah. And talking about it. I mean, the year in review shows are fun. Like just talking about like, you know, what if we did a like each of our three favorite items of the month from the entire history of KOL and we bring them in and just talk about that. Are there questions like that, that come in that would be broad topics that you tend to like, what's your favorite item you ever designed? Like, do you just tend to skip those? No, they just don't. People don't tend to ask particularly good questions. Like leading, yeah, and leading not and discussion. not very many, and like just now, not very many questions come in, right? Like I don't if I'm not asking for them every few weeks, and I like went through and got rid of almost all of the ones that were old because they were either like something super timely or they were just like a nine paragraph question that was mostly just saying why we're bad at our jobs <laughs> or whatever. And it's That's a good know. topic. What, yeah. what is the worst decision game de- design decision you've ever made in kingdom of loathing? Right. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you think the worst game design decision I ever made was NS 13? No, I don't, I don't know. NS13 was a good idea. Yeah. Just, I mean, probably I, not putting enough sugar in that medicine, but. I, I mean, even when I was a player, I feel like most decisions 
I, I'm always willing to accept it if I can understand. Okay, I understand there's a reason why you did this thing, even if it hurts something I was doing or. Hmm. This is a better question to have prepped for. Yeah. I feel like there was something for the longest time. I mean, there's some things that eventually you've just said, okay, fine, do that. Like spleen counter or. Right. I don't know that that counts though, because it's so trivial to 99% of people's use cases. I mean, like, I wish that there was a hard cap on turn gen. Uh, You know, for instance, like. Yeah. I wish we had launched softcore with three pulls instead of 20. Yeah. Because we can't take it away now. Yeah, that's like, hmm. Have we ever have we done that on a path, like limited how many pulls limited you get? Pulls? Yeah, maybe. It's weird because that is, I mean, that is what makes it different from hardcore, I guess. Yeah, but 10 pulls would also be really, Still really different from hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, like, eh, okay, here's the worst game design decision I ever made. Putting in speed leaderboards that made that be the thing that was the primary thing that people care about in KOL. That's the only thing that kept people playing and giving us money. Yeah, I know, right? right? That, yeah. It, like, it, it hamstrung you. From a design perspective, but I feel like it also made the game replayable. It hamstrung me from a design perspective and mostly from a, like, content perspective, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chancer says, I'm new to the podcast in the last three weeks, so if you've answered this on a previous episode, please could you point me in the right direction? Boy, even if... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I could. Uh, anyway, what are your long-term plans for KOL? You've mentioned the gradual decline in revenue, so it would make sense to manage the decline while investing in a broader portfolio of games, which seems to be what you're doing. Given the fairly predictable nature of that decline, can you see a vague year in the future where KOL would no longer be financially viable? I like West of Loathing, but it's very much a single-player game. KOL has the community, if you want it, and enough content that is essentially non-linear. West of Loathing has neither. Is there scope for such geeky depth in Next of Loathing? Thanks, Chancer. We just talked about, is there ever a... Another um, MMO. Like a multiplayer game in yeah. this kind of engine. I just, I kind of don't think so. Like, I don't think that individual video games get the kind of community that KOL got anymore. Like, I think that was very much a sort of what is now technically early web right. thing. Because all of the, I mean, chat is one one thousandth as busy as it was at peak. Right, like even relative to the number one tenth, you know. I mean, right, like in peak, like right on the homepage, right in peak. I feel like peak. Let's say what Crimbo ish two thousand eight. They're probably twenty five hundred people. Yeah, right. Whereas now, on any given day, there's between four and six hundred. Yeah, but they're not talking. Uh, some like, of them are. I mean, a lot. Of, no, yeah, a lot of those communities have moved to Slack. That's the thing. There are there are like a lot of that still goes through our chat, though. <laughs> yeah, but through like I feel like hundred. The last time I looked, it was there are hundreds of messages a day that go through all right. of our chat channels, and I, there used to be tens of thousands. Yeah, it's so much easier to take a community and better better places. Like even if your clan is super active, it makes more sense to have a free Slack. Yeah. Or an IRC channel. Right, because we're not, we don't archive it. Like, just all of that stuff got, like, you know, and I don't think that if KOL launched now that it would take off at all. Yeah. Right? There's so much, there's so many other things competing with it. And, And I also just, like, it's so nice that I just, like, moved the bookmark to the West of Loathing tools off of my hotbar because we're done working on it probably for a while at least like maybe this dlc does well enough we do more dlc 
Yeah. But, you know, maybe not. And I mean, the the original question, uh, the the decline is an interesting thing because that, that five, four to six hundred number has been steady since West of Loathing came out. Yeah. I mean, it bumped up. Yeah. There was like, suddenly, there was suddenly an increase in revenue that and now we're back on the gradual decline down from that new level, which. And if we come out with another game. Us, but, that, but maybe bought us 10 years, even if we never yeah. do anything else again. I mean, it's right? a gradual decline to the point where one or two of us could probably work on it for the next decade if this like at oh, least geez, easily yeah like but that was the thing like that like the reason that we made west of loathing the reason that we made word realms that didn't work the reason that we made spell swords master swords which did work sort of i mean we it, made both of those to learn how us, to make west it of gave loathing. us money right yeah we, we made that yeah we didn't know that's why we were making <laughs> uh word realms when you look back there were two sets of feet and one of them was word realms <laughs> yeah and one of them was yeah master i mean master swords was like Okay, right. This is proof that with the right team and the right technology, Word Realms could have been good. Yeah. Right? And it's it was just not knowing that. It was like management failure, structural failure, tech failure. I mean, a lot of it was just not failure. knowing what you wanted out exactly. of the tools and the engine to yeah. make it exactly. a like, video game. It, right. Not knowing how to design a thing. Yeah. Right? And just working on KOL for another five years between them also helped and anyway it wasn't like we were worried that kol was going to cease to exist or not be viable like what we were worried about was the case where well this is viable but just for like me and kevin spends five hours a month doing the books (laughs) and then has his day job and riff is contracted to write every once in a while or maybe not i mean that's the like that's what we didn't want, right? We didn't want to be like stuck in the depressing version of <laughs> the careers that we used to have. Like the we wanted hellscape. We wanted to move on to something else, because um, that would bum me out, right? Like I didn't want to have to move back to Arizona, right? Like that was a, that was honestly a lot of it because it was like, well, I came out here and I like myself more because of the the people that I've met and the ways that I've had to adapt to adjust sort of better place, you know? And I didn't want to go back. Like, having to move back into my old house, even though it was a fucking crazy mansion that I bought with all the KOL <laughs> 2008 money, like, it, I would have been super bummed yeah. if it had, if we had just let it spin out. And, like, those were, like, those were a rough couple of years, you know? Yeah, and but then, then, I mean... For better, well, obviously for better, right? At some point, you, you you have the team in place to, you know, like I think Kale proved that we could produce cool shit. Just cool shit it doesn't last to be, it, forever. Yeah, it needed to be in a package that people would buy yeah. now. And yeah. KOL is a package that you'll keep buying if you've been buying it for 15 years. Right. You know, but unless I mean, you unless you see West of Loathing, you're probably not going to try out this weird stick figure game on the internet. Yeah, some people did, you know, but it's like like yeah. it was never going to get any press because it's old and yeah. it's not news. You know, if something is old, it is by definition not news. So. We called all new items of the month DLC. Oh yeah, or if we just were like we launched KOL two and it was just putting a two in the domain <laughs> name, like hey, we got a new game out. 
And then it's like, well, technically, you know, we've added so much more content that it's kind of like every seven years, every cell in your body is replaced, and you're <laughs> you're C.D. Moyer, Zeno's King of Loathing at this point. C.D. Moyer six five. How many? <laughs> What's forty divided by seven? How many dog forty nine years old are you? <laughs> It'll be forty one. No, that's forty two. Is a I got three hundred sixty four days until I turn forty two. Okay. Wait, was yesterday your no, birthday? No, three hundred sixty six days. Friday is my birthday. Oh, Friday is your birthday. Okay. All right. I, I can't do this, Matt. 367 days until I'm yet again divisible by seven. Um, okay. So these are interesting. Uh, LZ says, what is your process for brainstorming new items of the month slash items of the year? Since I've been playing, I haven't seen any retro comebacks of previous premium items. Has that ever been considered? No. We've always explicitly promised that we wouldn't ever bring back an item in Mr. Store uh, unless it was one that we were like, this one is going to recur because – a lot of the sales of those are from people investing in yeah. them to to increase value in the player economy. And that's always been what's driven revenue. I mean, I feel like there's two processes, right? One, there's general brainstorming and we'll we'll look at like items that are going to rotate out of standard soon for like a mechanical idea. Yeah. Like, oh, it'd like, be good what, if we had right. this. Like what it, what are people are going to be sad about and how can we do that in a more balanced way or in a different way, yeah. a different mechanical way or a novel, a novel, you know. But I mean, really the process these days is we each have, uh, we rotate through the four of us. And when it's your month, the month before we look and be like, hey, it's April. What are funny things about April or – right? holidays and we just all sort of or sometimes i mean i don't tend to do the seasonal ones as much as everybody else does yeah like that but i mean i guess like i i will often october if if october is me it'll be halloween if december is me it'll be christmas but um and then grundleshunt writes what does a typical tps report look like we kind of don't really do them anymore we've gotten so kind of autonomous about it Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it used to be like a sentence, a name, and then it would just basically be a list of like, here are the items that need to be created, here, yeah, are, here the are the effects, here are here the are skills. The... And that was fine if I was designing something and then handing it off to Chris to make, but now I just usually make them myself. When it's my month, I just usually make it. Yeah, um, everyone tends to spindle everything you can, which is a huge amount of the content now. Yeah. But um, we still will. We, we generally, the TPS report is now on one of our conference, conference calls, call, yeah. someone describes, hey, I think I'm going to yeah, make... I have this kind of idea. Can we beat this into something that is like, that we're excited about? Yeah. And... Um, we yeah. ideate together. Yep. I really want to know what happened to that... Qu- like, a question just disappeared, and I don't know if it's because I, like, accidentally archived it, or... There's a ghost in the machine. Yeah, looking at the archived questions is a huge page load because it's like thousands. Is it nine nine thousand nine hundred and thirty nine? It loads them all. Yeah, it's good design. Yeah, then you can search them all, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Wow, geez, I'm never gonna find it because it also even in the archived one it sorts all the prioritized ones. Can you forward text search on Safari on iPad? Yeah, the, the icon, oh, the iPad. It's like the, normally, it used to be in like the share looking icon. Okay. And there was find on page. It was one of the options in that like share menu, share wow, slash yeah, action find menu. On page. Good grief. Yeah. I feel like that's just, they had no idea where to put it. Or maybe they followed Zach Johnson's school of design 
They put all the icons that were needed. One of them was find, and they removed it because you you put all the elements you need for the interface, and then you remove two. <laughs> Sorry, that's I could. Zach I is scrolling like a maniac. I can't find it. Um, Mouthend says, "Why are there no new? Why are there no more new bookshelf items of the month?" Well, standard made it so we didn't. The bookshelf was entirely a mechanism for. Preventing allow, power creep. Like preventing power creep and allowing us to make new items of the month that were powerful, but that weren't just additively powerful with old items. So we had like some shared slots and standard is a broader solution to right. that problem. So as long as we don't release like 20 standalone skills, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Ragnymph says, can we please get an item of the month based around the goblins? I really like the interactions we could have with them in West of Loathing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that we want to like establish the trope that the goblins in Kingdom of Loathing are like that because the, there's a lot of prior art yeah. that would have to be kind of retrofitted. Uh, how far-fetched? writes someone who didn't give their name, is a PlayStation port of West of Loathing, PS4 or PS Vita, preferably both. There's no fucking way we're going to put it on the Vita. That's like <laughs> that. no one is making Vita games now. Oh, this question is from 2017. Although, um, like, it seems like there's so many cross-play games between... Are they developing those multiple times between I don't know, Vita and actually. PS3 or 4 or whatever? Are there still things that are coming out? Um, I see them in the... Whatever the thing is where you get free games from PlayStation every Oh, okay. Yeah, PS Plus. Yeah. Um, I don't have a Vita, so it, I don't know. W- there will almost certainly be a PS4 version of Western Loathing at some point. Like, there's no reason not to port it. Like, it would sell a few tens of thousands of copies probably, and that would... Seems worth it. That would make more money than it would cost to do the port. But we're not, like, we don't need the money, and we're not super excited about it. We'll be West of Loathing HD... Uh, right, yeah, West of Loathing in 4K. I think it already is because it has to. Everything has to run right on a the Retina display. So it, it'd pull up fine. It would look fine on a PS4 yeah. on a huge TV. Yeah. Um, Prestige says, "Hey guys, enjoying West of Loathing a lot. Can you talk about the morality system in West of Loathing? There didn't seem to be very many honorable, ruthless checks unless they were going on hidden in the background. Now there just weren't any. It was always meant to be the way that you dealt with." criminals was all not your general morality but yeah not your general morality but just your approach towards crime and punishment like like lawful versus chaotic not moral versus amoral sort of i mean wanted it was like kind of wanted dead or alive which of the two are you gonna do (laughs) but it's only it, it essentially was like only I only ever cooked it into the bandit encounters, but then it felt like a thing that people wanted in other places. We did a handful of things where it occurred in other places, but then it was just like yet another thing that just multiplied the amount of content and, and like work that needed to be done on any given encounter. And then when we realized how big the game was going to be, it was like, wow, God fucking like this coming into play 20 times over the course of the game is now you almost never see this as opposed to this is a system that comes into play 20 times over the course of the game. Right. Right. In a game where you're doing a hundred things, if 20 of them are affected by this, then it's, then it's more meaningful. But Yeah. We're like in KOL, a mechanic that shows up in 20 or 30 zones, even though there's how many zones that still feels like a lot. Yeah. Although maybe we tend to do those things like on a zone, which are places you repeat. So if it was like, yeah, 
I don't know what the equivalent there is. Um, I, 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 I says, how do you manage the balance of types of items of the month? I've noticed an attempt to keep certain slots full, garden, work shed, et cetera. But for instance, it's been a good while since there was anywhere near a full set of item of the month gear in standard. I mean, I guess that's a good point. Like we, we do still do works, work sheds and gardens, but that's just because every once in a while somebody will say, Hey, there's no garden available in standard. And we're like, Ooh, that's an item of the month that people will buy that we don't have to find a new space on the map for. <laughs> and also I really like gardens. Like those don't feel this is stupid, but well, it's not stupid. <laughs> the tomes and librums were like mechanically constrained in a way that was like, all right, we have to come up with basically a skill that you can use exactly three times a day or one that you can use a fucking infinite number of times a day because it's only limited by mana. And but a garden is that's a... like a garden is whatever we, th- whatever we decide it wants to be. It's just something that plays out over the course of a few days and they're all pretty different from one another. Yeah, okay. And it's like it's that's I don't know, that, that those feel so much cooler to me than Yeah. Yeah, and I mean balancing them really it's just someone says we need, hey, fill this slot and then other than that, as you can see by when we will release like two of the same thing in a row. Yeah. It tends to be, hey, what do we have an idea for? Let's make yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Not- like we haven't ever done. I don't think we have ever said what's a gear slot we haven't released a yeah. an item of the month in recently. We, we will. No, we, we will. Did. We do. We are more cognizant of like alternating between equipment and charter like things and familiars. Yeah. Like we're not going to do twelve familiars in a year. Right. We're not going to do twelve charters in a year because. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm kind of. Honestly, sort of not looking forward to finishing this new charter because it just Do never know f- that it's a charter. It never felt good. You know, it was never a thing where it's like, all right, now I know what this is and now I know how to do it. It was always like, okay, fuck, what's this going to be now? Mm, all right, I'll make this structure, but I still don't know what two thirds of the parts. Of it. Oh, right. Which is why you jumped just, Hey, let's release this other thing that we have a solid idea for. Yeah. I mean, we could keep doing that for a couple of months. Thank you, whack. Yeah, no, I need to get it over with. I, I need to get it over with so that I can free myself up for four months to work to start, like, do the first four months of work on the next game. Because, like, yeah. once I do this, I'll have done two items of the month in a row. <laughs> Not really. The two with the one that, you know, basically was made by committee <laughs> in the middle. Um, but people seem to like the cloak, and it took fucking 15 minutes to make. So that's a lesson I should learn. <laughs> Why don't I do more items of the month that take me 15 minutes? Although there's not always an opportunity to make a thing that takes 15. And I'm lying about that. It took a couple of hours. <laughs> but the, the initial version of it was in 15 minutes. When I was like up and trying to scramble to get the new charter done in the morning. And I was like, yeah, man, Cannon Fire's right. Whoever, it was whack, I think, that suggested, God damn it, just do a just do a path-friendly item of the month that just shit it out. This is what it should do. I'm like, oh, God, that's good. <laughs> Guys, when you wake up, can we do this? And then I was like, wait a minute. If I just make it, if it's finished, if I can point them to a finished item of the month and say, can we please use this one instead of this thing that's not finished, they will definitely say yeah, yes. We're going to say no to that. Right, exactly. So I'm like, hmm. And I spent, I just put 15 minutes on the clock and I'm like, I'm going to get this in as good a shape as I can in 15 minutes. And if it is viable, which I knew it was going to be, then I'll say, look, it's done. We just need, you know, need to do all the other stuff to make it actually done. a little bit of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had to add the conditional skills, the, the forms and stuff, but like the basics of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, Thrensa writes about West of Loathing. Um, some thoughts on combat from somebody who's tried to make the game as hard as possible. Uh, number one, speed is super important in most of my one-day hard mode, as well as my no XP runs. Not going first equals dead. Uh, being able to put resources towards ensuring going first was important. Yeah, that's that was also a huge problem with Word Realms and a huge yeah. problem with Master Swords. I think in Master Swords, we just did it. We basically did a thing where the player always goes first, except against certain enemies that are just fast. Yeah enemies i think i have a setup for the next game that i like and is flexible and is more reactive and will be better yeah i like it i mean seeing it drawn out it seems like it's gonna be cool yeah i just don't know if it will i mean i think it'll be pretty comprehensible like oh yeah like people will understand what's gonna happen right i mean people understand like in my mind, I compare that like it's combat in a grit. Like you think of like a, I don't know Final Fantasy Tactics, where the cursor just flies all over to the next person yeah. to act, and people yeah. understand that. Yep, uh, armor doesn't seem to do enough to be worth gearing for. Elemental resist is easier to get more of and feels far more effective. Yeah, that's true. We're also changing that uh, the way that that works. All all resistance is just armor against p- specific damage types. In the next one, at least, I mean, these are all very, very provisional. We have not right. wired a single combat. There is still not actually a combat engine in the in the next version of the game. I mean, there anymore. might be by the time we're done with this. That, uh, is, that is actually true. Yeah. Victor is out there. Everything's just subtracting some simple numbers. Cranking on it. Uh, limiting items per turn would be a pretty good way to balance out high difficulty combat without breaking it completely. Having some items or passives that let you use more would be great, uh, would be worth getting, and spending a gear slash potion slot on like a utility bandolier or a quick hands effect or something. There literally was a quick hands. So it used to be combat got pretty fundamentally overhauled like a year in. Uh it used to be that you had a fixed number of AP per... You got that number of AP every round or something. How, fuck, how did it work? Now AP is just like mana that refills at the beginning of every fight. It used to be that you had a smaller number of AP that, that you could use that refilled at the beginning of every round. And so... You would like essentially a like would use one. A big skill would well, use two, and an attack would use one. An attack would use one. Yeah, a big a, a big attack would use two. A huge attack would use three. But the first item didn't use any. Right. It, the first you could use one item for free. Yeah. And that was that was an attempt to like get people to use combat items in the game because it's like just a free resource. You don't have to like both consume an item and spend your well, entire turn that doing was, what an item does. That was further the idea of the way it works now is just people should use these combat items yeah. and it should be like an escape valve if you Yep. Which I think is good at which games. I think is I think is fine. You know, I I think that like one of the ways that we're going to handle hard mode in the next game is by very seriously limiting the number of combat items you receive I was gonna say, from any even source. If, even if hard mode just limited you to one combat item per fight or round yeah. or something, that would also... That would also work, actually. Yeah, then then that's probably more tactically interesting, actually. But it was like the first item that you used used zero, and then the second yeah. one was one AP, and then the third one was two AP. So if you wanted to... But then, like, so many of the items were just, like, bull- nothing bullshit. So how it works you know. in Master Swords? There aren't combat items? No, there are. I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like that was a system that we had tried out somewhere else. There wasn't, there if weren't, you, action, Realms Arena. there weren't action points in, in Master Swords. There was just like, 
there were skills you you could just use one skill per turn and then you'd have to play a word and the skills were just all like instants that did something like add some tiles or yeah. set some of your opponent's tiles on fire or whatever and we just Tournament tried to yeah. and we just tried to balance all of them yeah. so that they would be similarly useful uh, you know a lot of people were like oh the ring bell skill that just adds an ing to your tile set is the only one that's ever worth using because it adds so much more damage to your words but like that's not always true because like if you're better at finding words in there then just finding a verb and putting ing on the end of it is not necessarily the best use of that resource uh it's interesting uh the the premise of this question that try to make the game as hard as possible yeah the um you know the other thing is just like uh conduct kind of thing like or, you know, Chivo's for yeah. a no combat item thing, which lets people. I always feel silly doing a like a conduct type of thing in a game that's not in any way acknowledged by the game because it just feels it feels different to like do a weaponless NetHack run if it's not tracked by NetHack than if it is. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, it feels more of a made-up fake thing. Whereas it was just an achievement for, like, completing a West of Loathing yeah. game without using a combat item. Right. Like, nobody would do just, oh, I, I, I'm I, doing a no-sword Legend of Zelda run for AGDQ if there was a trophy for doing a no-sword run in Legend of Zelda, right? This is just, fucking everybody's doing this. Why right. Why is this important? But, like, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. Di Vernon says, I've been listening to the Thursday show for something like a decade. Watching your design process evolve and change over the years has been a major draw for keeping me around. Everything from the amount Jick reads the forums to the item of the month pipeline has been in flux at one time or another. There's a lot I can say about the changes that I've seen in the community and in you all, but I'd like to hear it from you. How does this feel different now? What would Jick and co from the present day say to their 2007 counterparts? Vice versa? God. Vice versa would probably just call me a cuck. <laughs> um... I feel like I the like, lesson. Wow, that's very prescient. That word hasn't even been invented yet. <laughs> the lesson. Uh, I mean, I think the word has been invented. Also, don't get married. <laughs> uh, I feel like the lesson that we've been. Uh, Fuck! I was already married in two thousand seven. Yeah, we've God. been talking about today is make as much shit and whatever you make scriptable without writing a bunch of code. Yeah. Don't tie stuff to your engine. Yep. Just from as far as like building future games yeah yeah like get get the tools out of the way so that you can make more content more easily because you will still work yourself to death but it will result in better stuff yeah the easier it is to make all that content the more that all that crunching produces yeah Um, i feel like i feel like we go back to our when did we do challenge pass and or standard Challenge Path started when it was the, whatever that time was that you came to San Francisco was when we had the idea for Challenge Paths. So that was, this is maybe seven years ago. Yeah. I feel like that was an idea we could have gone back in time and yeah, maybe it wasn't the right time yet either. Yeah, I don't know that we needed it then, right? Like, yeah. Because like we needed a way for Ascenders to get reinterested in the game once they'd basically permed all the skills yeah. and were kind of on autopilot, you know? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what I would tell myself. I mean, don't... I mean, the one thing that I would definitely tell 2007, Zach, was don't buy any fucking real estate in Phoenix because, like, 
that is certainly a thing that made what should have set the company up for the rest of all of our lives into a thing that <laughs> resulted in almost no money. 2000, um, 2019, Zach, uh, like 2005, Zach, I feel like your answer to any question like this would have been, tell yourself to go back in time and bang as many hot chicks in high school or yeah, what was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell yourself to go back in time. That's what I would tell <laughs> 2005, Zach. I could just imagine how pissed off I would be if like fucking that, that's what you're, <laughs> that joke Thanks. You should go back in time. And Thanks. Tell buddy. yourself, hey, don't record yourself so much on the internet until you've. Uh... How do I go back in time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, then nobody really gave us the premise of this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could change the world, or so you, you could change the world by telling people how to time travel, or you could give some game design advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have saved that question for when everybody was on here. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, boy, that's been about an hour of us answering <laughs> questions and, uh, we got through a bunch of, oh, actually here's one, uh, from nobody. Any chance the chat effect of the vampiric cloak could be toggled off and on either that or just <laughs> remove it or fix all the bugs it causes. <laughs> um, so do you feel called out on that? Cause here, it's, it's funny. Cause so the exact same bugs occur in other chat effects. There's just not the cloak. It's just permanently on if you want to use this new item of the month. Yeah. So here is a question that I have for you. Do you think that we could refactor chat effects such that they each just got applied to a string independently and in random order and all of them were done in such a way that they didn't break anything? Like, is there just a generic way to, like, fix that so that it doesn't yeah, I mean, I think, well, for for the class of things we tend to do often, what tends to break is like, because the, the joke is make all the O's red, but then O occurs in the word font, and O right. occurs in, you know, the HTML entity for quotes. Yeah. Um. So I think we could write one function that's like string replace without breaking bullshit. Yeah. Um, and use that in... In all of those chat effects. Could we also uh, adapt the chat uh, to allow emojis? <laughs> in 2019, we totally could. I know, but <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, even 2019 Zach does not want that. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? The chat will get a lot more use. Man, uh, Nightval is real grouchy about the emoji in the forums, which I think it's pretty fucking stupid. And it's like, like in the titles? Yeah, but apparently on whatever browser he uses, it just makes it impossible to actually, because they're so big that you can't like, (laughs) that's both funny. And also I don't, yeah. I mean, it feels like the kind of thing that we should probably just tell people stop doing this. How did it get to be five o'clock? It was like four o'clock when we started. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) I thought it was four twenty. No wonder I was like, is it 420 yet? And no was the answer. The answer was no. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll save these for next time. Um, um, thanks for thanks for uh, recording a podcast with me, Chris. That's fun in this room. It's a good room, right? I like this room. It does smell room. a little foamy or something does it i don't notice it at all that ryan ryan mentioned that and then you mentioned it maybe i've i just gotten used to it you just gotten used to it yeah it's not it's not overwhelming did you pick the orange yeah 
Yeah, we were reconstructing the. That's why it's the Jake Rodkin Memorial Podcast Studio. We were reconstructing. Tr- we were trying to reconstruct the visual style of the thing that he set up in the Idle Thumb Studio, which was in turn trying to reconstruct the visual style of the Situation Room from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. All right. Well, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. What uh, What's our new sign-off phrase for the KOL podcast? Oh, is there one? I'm asking you to make one up. Oh, um, keep flying towards the moon. Calm. Oh.